You're listening to the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall, where we talk with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journeys in building their successful businesses. And more importantly, we recognize the folks who help them excel because we know that achieving business success is not something we can do on our own. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. Fun fact about my guest, um, his wife is a fellow Canadian, and in his downtime, he enjoys fishing, and he is most proud of both of his wife as well as his children. It's my pleasure to welcome Nathan to the show today. Hello, Nathan. Hey, Tim. How are you doing today? I am awesome. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family and some of your hobbies. Absolutely. So my name is Nathan Red, and I was born in Bloomington, Indiana. I've been an Indiana native all my life, proud Hoosier. And I have a beautiful wife and two young children, age two and one. Boy, my professional career has changed a lot since becoming a dad. And uh, my, my, my heart really goes out to every parent out there that, that is a working professional. Wow, I see you in a whole new light. <laughs> so but, your wife's but, from Canada. How'd you meet her? That's right. Well, I met her on the beach in Florida. Yes, I was down there visiting my grandfather uh, fishing. We do a tarpon tournament together. And uh, he kicked me out one morning and said, you better get to the beach. It's going to rain later. Uh, I went down there and I saw this beautiful woman and I just had to stop and say, hey, nice. funny story about that is, though, I was missing a tooth at the time. So she tells everybody she doesn't <laughs> like me for my looks. <laughs> nice. <Yep. laughs> Fantastic. Well, hey, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Well, it, it's probably just that one. And. It relates to my work. Uh, I Prior to taking this vacation where I met my wife, I had a big, big accreditation survey, which is like an audit, a review of the quality of the services that my company provides. And I was really nervous. And I was just 24 years old at the time, trying to start and run a company. And I was biting my fingernail. And boom, I chipped my tooth. I look like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. And what do you know? Uh, there was a chance. Uh, I got the girl and we got a happy family now. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. So Nathan, tell us how the business come about and at what point did you have the confidence you could run your own business? Well, it took a lot to build the confidence and the confidence came because uh, self-made is a myth. I had a gentleman uh, that was, a, uh, and still is to this day, just an amazing mentor to me. His name is Steve Boer, and he instilled so much confidence in me. Uh, when I was a, a young man, a high school senior, actually, I got a job working as what's called a direct support professional, which is a caregiver for people with disabilities. Um, and I got assigned to, to work with this amazing family and met Mr. Boer. And what do you know? He starts putting this bug in my ear. Hey, maybe one day you'll be an entrepreneur. You can own businesses. Uh, I saw his success and, and listened to him. And 
And he just instilled this amazing confidence in me. Went on to school at Indiana University. My senior year, I had a class project where we had to create our own organization. I started putting assisted independence together with some classmates. Uh, graduated in 2016, kept working on the project. And in 2017, in July of 2017, we were able to open uh, assisted independence, which now employs 85 individuals and supports over 200 in 250 individuals with disabilities across Indiana. Wow. Um, I just, I, I love doing it. So yeah, what a uh, cool, cool story. So tell us more about the company. Um, you just said it, but tell us the name again. What do you do? How do you help people? So the company is Assisted Independence, and we provide home and community-based services to individuals with developmental disabilities. So these are individuals that have conditions like autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. We know that these conditions are becoming ever more prevalent in our society, especially autism. Autism, I believe the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are now stating that one in every 42 children have autism up 300% from a decade ago. Boy, something's going on. But anyways, our company provides caregivers, nurses, and therapists that go to these people's homes and, and help them. Um, we support over 250 individuals in the state of Indiana. We're accredited by the Council of Quality and Leadership. We are really big on promoting recreational opportunities for people with disabilities. So our recreational therapy Therapists. They host a variety of programs and field trips, including adaptive kayaking, adaptive cycling. We got an adaptive basketball clinic going on right now. It, it, it's an action-packed job. We love it. That's fantastic. So for everyone listening, make sure to check out the company and the link in the description. And then go visit uh, Nathan on LinkedIn and let him know that you watched his interview. Hey, Nathan, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though... Maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that person had on you. Yeah, there are so many people that come to mind when you ask that question. And I'm actually sitting right now in our local Columbus, Indiana Chamber of Commerce. And I got to give a few people here a shout out. So the Columbus Chamber of Commerce has partnered with an organization called SCORE.org. And SCORE.org helps young people or anybody in general that want to start businesses uh, and they will provide free consultation. And the people that do this are successful retired businessmen that want to make an impact. Mm -hmm. Well, this leads me to who helped me. So I got set up with SCORE in 2016 while I was doing this class project. Steve Burra had referred me there, previous gentleman I mentioned. And I got connected with two amazing people one of those gentlemen, his name is Fred Nurse. God rest his soul. I hope he's okay. Um, my heart is with his family. He's no longer with us. But uh, he, he was my free consultant through SCORE. And Fred had started over 160 businesses, helped start over 160 businesses. And here I was, 23 years old, showing up to his office every week. And he met with me sometimes three times a week for upwards of eight months. And it was little by little, him just asking questions, not even giving me advice per se, just <laughs> asking the right questions 
for me to go seek the answers. That had a profound effect on me in knowing that, wait, if you seek knowledge in the right places, you will find it. Uh, and his questioning really did that. The second consultant that got to help me through this project, through the start of this organization, his name is Bob Weimer, and he was a former vice president of Cummins, which is a Fortune 500 company headquartered here in Columbus, Indiana. And, and Bob was the same as Fred, asking questions, you know, light suggestions, allowing me to arrive at a conclusion independently not making business decisions for me, but teaching me a, 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 met, a method of how to make your decisions. And that I carry with me to this day. Fantastic. SCORE is a great organization and, and the fact that it's volunteer-based and, and therefore you know, offered free is a fantastic mm -hmm. resource um, you know, for, for new businesses who don't have the the cash yet to be able to, you know, hire a professional. It's, it's just an amazing organization. So thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that, uh, that uh, you had the ability to work with them. So Nathan, what's been the biggest learning as a business owner? Oh, wow. There are so, again, just so many things that you learn. Um, this, this might sound uh, cruel. It, it might not be the most progressive thing for me to say here, but the biggest thing that you have to learn to run a sustainable organization is truly cash is king. You got to make sure that your business is going to be sustainable mm -hmm. by making sure you know, you're taking care of your business. Uh, you're making sure that your revenue is going to exceed your expenses and seems very general, right? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But cash, cash is king for sure, absolutely. <laughs> but you'd be surprised at how many people, especially in my industry, because the work really is philanthropic, right? I didn't do this to hit a home run and, and become a millionaire. No, um, and if that's what's in store for me one day, great. Um, However, that is not what started this. Yeah. yeah. So point being is in, in this industry, a lot of people start this philanthropy and it's easy to spend a lot of money. There are so many people that need help, yes, right? And yes, you want to do yes. all you can to, to help them, but mm -hmm. you can't, can't overextend your capital resources. You know, if it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. And if you're spending more than you're making, you're not going to have an organization. So SCORE really helped me make sure that I had a good break-even analysis and that I was going to be cash flow positive from the beginning. And, and uh, that's really helped us to grow and put in the infrastructure, build the systems. We never, at Assisted Independence, we never wanted our personnel growth to outpace our systems growth. Mm -hmm. yes. I could say that, say that twice. We never wanted our systems, our, our personnel growth to outpace our systems growth. Yeah. Uh, in the event your personnel growth does outpace your systems growth, that's when you start having problems. The the whole cash flow thing is is a challenge that a lot of companies have. And and one of the mistakes that we make, and I say we because I made the same mistake, is is 
wanting to bootstrap my company. So not wanting to get a loan because I didn't want to have that burden and that, you know, and that responsibility and not having a loan meant that I didn't have a lot of cash to be able to invest in the growth. And so things mm -hmm. were really tight. And here's the, here's the problem with that approach is it's a whole lot easier to get an SBA loan before you start your company than after you start your company, because before that you start your company, they're going to lend you the money based on your business plan. After you start your company, they're going to lend you money based on your actuals. So, you know, the, the saying of it's a whole lot easier to get money when you don't need it than when you do is true. So for folks who are, you know, contemplating starting a business, really consider, you know, you know, and explore the option to get a loan to be able to give you that, that cushion, that cash flow cushion, so that when you, you know, when challenges come up that you've got something to rely on. Tim, I will say that when you're starting a business and you're looking for some cash, some capital, you're looking for a cushion, maybe your revenue stream is not sufficient quite yet, but you project it will be very soon and you need some money to get you there. Well, I, I would just advise, uh, hold on to that equity. Don't go selling off stake in your company early on. Sure. And if you do, make sure that you have a buy-sell agreement. Uh, you know, ha having a sole proprietorship, uh, a private company, it has been advantageous that we don't have to have some big bureaucracy yep. to get things done. I don't have to seek uh, a, a partner's approval. Absolutely. I don't have to go through a board to get an approval. And we know that's the case for a lot of nonprofit and public companies. And yes, uh, absolutely, they, they move. I think they move a lot slower because of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I agree. The, the option of getting a loan through a bank, right, versus getting a loan through equity, um, absolutely. You know, explore that and and just go in with your eyes wide open, right? Know what you're getting yourself into and whether that makes sense for you or not. Appreciate that. That, that build. Hey, Nathan, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and, and maybe a fellow business owner or a colleague who came alongside you and helped you through that. Early on, as I started the business, I felt a real disconnect from people in general. Mm -hmm. And I was working, you know, really long hours, putting a lot of pressure on myself that I looking back in hindsight might've been unnecessary, but <laughs> I didn't feel that there were very many people to relate to. And that, that was sad for me. Mm. Starting a business is a blip, a bit like an emotional roller coaster. Yes, it is. <laughs> looking back at my younger self now, I'd definitely be uh, telling that young man you know, do not allow emotion to distort your judgment and don't allow emotion to, uh, you know, dictate um, how you're going to go about what you do. But nonetheless, when I was young and starting the business, it did feel very isolated. Mm -hmm. You have a ton of people trying to give you advice, <laughs> yeah. some good, some bad. Some that's just outright annoying people that haven't walked in your shoes or been able to lead a company the way you wish to lead a company. Uh, you got a lot of people in your ear. You might have friends, family, even that 
they haven't set out to do what you're attempting to do. Yeah. Uh, so who do you go and talk to about these things? And, and for me, it, it was Steve Boer. And Steve, just a, an amazing entrepreneur here from Columbus, he uh, just took me under his wing, constantly talking to me uh, about different aspects of, of his businesses and mine. And he had he had such a keen interest in just business in general, whether it be his business, other people's businesses. Mm. Um, it, it was just a hobby of his. And, and seeing that interest and being able to speak with him about that, uh, man, that that was just so important for me not to feel isolated. I knew I had somebody I could lean on. Yeah, it's so true. It's it's very lonely at the top, though. So, um, I have many, many business owners who have shared that sentiment with me that, because when we were an employee, we always had a manager to go to, right? To bounce ideas off of, to get some guidance and some direction. But when we're a business owner, right, we, we lose that. And, and when challenges come up in the business, we certainly don't want to tell our employees because we don't want them to worry. We may not want to bring it home with us because we don't want our family to worry. So, you know, we're kind of, isolated and stuck having to deal with it ourselves. So I'm glad that you, you've had that mentor relationship to be able to, to, to share that out loud and, and, and work through it. That's fantastic. So I would also say, join, join a forum. If mm. you can get in a forum, join a forum. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the, even the chamber, right? There's, there's, that's an awesome opportunity as well to just rub shoulders with fellow business owners, right. And build relationships mm. and, and uh, you know, walk through each other's, uh, journey together and right and have that support in that network. Mm -hmm. So Nathan, uh, if I was, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. If I was to ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey who you're most grateful for them being there to help with your business's growth, who are those three people and how they help you? Yeah. So Steve Boer, the gentleman that I've mentioned several times, and then the other two gentlemen that I've mentioned, Fred Nurse and Bob Weimer. Um, trusted, experienced businessmen that had open arms, want to instill confidence in those that they're teaching for people to have sound practices uh, that will be sustainable and, and make awesome impacts on our community. Yeah. Um, these three gentlemen have meant so much to me, but I got to give a shout out to just a few people. Um, you know, my, my dad really did teach me a, a lot. There was a lot that I could take from my dad seeing him. Um, one piece of advice he gave me um, was right in a way where there can only be one interpretation. Mm -hmm. And this simple statement has made it so much easier when I'm developing training for employees, when I'm speaking with employees, um, can just communication in general it's really uh changed the way i i think and and seeing my my dad uh re really um go from um going to school and getting getting degrees graduating becoming successful starting his own practice um and he really became successful as i became a young man um having that visual in front of me was really helpful as to here's where you were and here's where you can become. Here's where you can go. Yeah. So. What's your dad's name? 
Michael Red. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, Michael Red. Cool. So and I throw in my granddad there too. My granddad's given me some some really good good advice over, over the years regarding business. And I, he he certainly needs some, some credit. And one of the, the best things that my grandfather told me is if you're the owner, if you're in charge of leading the company, you cannot be caught up in day-to-day -day operations. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is your job to be the visionary, to lead the path forward to go get those big things done and set up for the future. So you can't get too caught up in your day-to-day -day operations. That really helped me. And, and COVID made it, made it happen, forced mm. it to happen. Mm, so. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful advice. So as you think about the next you know, one to three years, what's your number one, either point of growth and development or challenge that you see that you're going to face in achieving your goals? Yeah. Scaling. Mm. Scaling is an incredibly, can be an incredibly complex mission for a business. You know, sure, you might have mastered being a president of a company and having one or two mid-level management personnel, maybe a few other administrative personnel with, with field staff or staff beneath that mid-level management. But when you take a company from uh, being a, maybe a multi-county company to becoming a, a, a multi-state company, a national company or a global company, how do you set up that organizational structure yeah. where you can scale? And then how are you going to leverage your revenue and your surpluses to put that plan into place or how are you going to leverage debt or someone else's expertise uh, to come in and, and, and make that happen. So I think that, that scaling is the toughest, um, the, the toughest task that we have over the next one to three years. For sure. Scaling is, is a significant, you know, big next step for, for a lot of companies. There's a, a, a great book out there. It's called what got you here. Won't get you there. And um, it, it's not necessarily about scaling, but the idea, the principle of it is, is, hey, all the things that have helped a, a owner operator have a awesome business are not the same things that are going to allow them to then become a CEO, right? And have a business that can run without them and a leadership team that's running the day to day and, you know, processes and procedures. So yeah, there's a, a, a significant mindset shift that has to happen for a, a business owner to be able to let go and, and, you know, grow into a CEO role. But then there's also significant, you know, best practices that have to be implemented in the organ into the organization to allow it to not lose sight of the original vision and right. And the, yeah. the, the, the mission and the culture that, that the business owner had created the business on. So yeah, I, I agree with you that that it's awesome that you have that awareness and, and look forward to, to seeing uh, how, you know, how that all unfolds over the next couple of years. Takes a whole lot of trust and a lot of other <laughs> Indeed, it sure does. So last question, Nathan, um, Jim Rohn, great uh, uh, business guru, wrote a number of books. One of his uh, quotes that I love is, we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for, business owners who are listening to this, who 
you know, have a perception that they need to do it all on their own? You can't do it all on your own. Um, it, 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 it's truly is a myth. Um, and for me, as a, a Christian, uh, not always a great one, but uh, the Bible tells us that no man is self-made. Mm -hmm. um, things in life come to you a, a, as a, a blessing, and you need to take them when they're in front of you uh, or put yourself in a position where you can receive those blessings. Um, the, the advice, the questioning, the examples that you can find from the people in your community, uh, go get it mm. uh, and, and get it early on. Um, keep good company as you start a business. If, if I could tell my younger self, if I could go back in time to make it just a tad easier, uh, there are a few things that, that I would I would tell my young self, and, and that is, hey, maybe being with some of these friends right now isn't the best <laughs> for you to start this business. You know, maybe maybe trying to start a, a relationship right now is not the, the best for you to, to start a business. Um, and I would also tell my younger self, don't be afraid to go talk to some of these mentors, these trusted, these, these successful people, these examples that you have mm. to ask for their help. People want to, and I'm lucky I had three gentlemen plus many more that, that really took me under their wing, but um, seek, seek that out, go get it. There are people, plenty of business guys that they, this is just their passion and whatever the business might be, there are businessmen that are fascinated with any and all aspects of business. I, I love that uh, advice to just go and ask them. We, I've had over a hundred people on this show and every single person has said, Hey, I've been there before. If a, a young business owner was to reach out to me and ask to, you know, to have, grab a cup of coffee, I'm going to say yes. So we all <laughs> might have a fear of, well, you know, nobody's going to have time for me. Nobody's going to want to, you know, help me out. But that's, again, that's a lie. That's a myth. We've all been there. If it's a genuine request, if you're not trying to sell us something, we'd be happy to, you know, sit down with you and share our stories and see how we might be able to help you. Cause we were you once, right? Yep. yep. And then when you ask, and maybe they don't have answers, but it's their questions that will lead you to the answers you seek. Indeed. You mentioned that a couple of times, like that generally speaking, if we're, if we've invested in knowledge, so if we're reading books and we're watching videos or, or we have, you know, a mentor um, and we're collecting data on how to run a great business, the answers are inside us, right? Yeah. Our intuition is going to generally be right, but we may not have that connection to it. So to your point, if people are asking us questions and helping us sort through, you know, our fears and doubts and, and anxieties to get to the truth, right? The knowledge that's inside of us, then, you know, we're going to make good decisions and not everything's going to work out, but that's because, you know, there's no guarantees and it's not a linear path. Tim, I, I got one more person I should thank. And I had a professor 
a business professor, Myron Canning, who went by Mo, and he would tell young entrepreneurs, people thinking about doing this, you're never going to feel like you're ready, mm. but you have to start. Yeah. Then when you're on the other side, you might never want to leave. But if you don't leave, meaning sell, the business will leave you. <laughs> that that has stuck with me. That 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 has stuck with me. So that's great, Nathan. I want to pass that along. I appreciate that. It sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Oh, thank you guys so much. Um, I, I I'm a product of of you all, mm-hmm. and this wouldn't have been possible where I'm at today, if it weren't for these mentors, I wouldn't have a wife, I wouldn't have a family, I would not have anything without the help of these gentlemen and without God. Um, Just my profound thank you to all, all the support over all the years, really. Amen to that. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Nathan. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Tim. Wishing you all the best. Thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall. Please help spread this movement by liking and subscribing to our show and following us on Facebook and LinkedIn or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. To join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. Okay, folks, that's a wrap. Please pay it forward and be sure to tune in next time to the Self-Made is a Myth podcast.